Well, good evening, everybody. This is the Jimmy Palumbo Show from downtown Mawa, also downtown Malawan, New Jersey. Of course, I am the host of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. My name is Jimmy Palumbo. I just try to say my name as much as I can. No one else does. So I have my co-host here, Mr. Chris Gucci. Chris, how are we doing this afternoon here? I'm doing well. I mean, I can't complain that it's the holidays coming up. So a lot to be thankful for. You know, ah. it was a little bit of a busy situation at my house last night with a bunch of people over. So I didn't get the best night's sleep, but I'm here to here deliver on the Jimmy Palumbo show. Episode yes. 89. 89. Show number 89. Yes, indeed. Well, obviously, we're going to touch on sports. It has not been kind to us this weekend. Um, but number 89. Now, look. You know, on this show, every now and then we go with the stars and, and everybody's, oh, Mark Bavaro, he's probably the most famous giant, 89. But And there's also Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, which we'll get into later. He was 89. And Kevin Boss, and you got Steve Smith, great wide right receiver. And, of course, my favorite player, uh, who is no longer with the program, uh, Kadarius Tony. uh who didn't do that well this week. And I still think that trade's going to bite him in the ass, but no one else does but me. And uh, listen, but I'm going to go with a guy, okay? Now, I lived in L.A. for a while, and this guy, to me, is my hero. And I didn't realize he was my hero till I was doing prep work for the show, Chris. Number 89, Fred Dreyer. Now, this guy played in the 70s and 80s, mostly the 70s. Um, he was a defensive end, had 103 sacks, right? Played in two cities. Played with the Giants and the Rams. He was really good with the Giants for two years, and the Giants stunk. So he had conflicts with the Maras, and he ended up getting traded. I don't know if you know this. He got traded to the Patriots, and they got Sam Bam Cunningham out of it. And then he like he, he did, just didn't show up or something. Whatever happened, next thing you know, he got traded for another draft pick. He ended up where he really wanted to be. He wanted to be on the West Coast. He went to San Diego, San Diego State. He ends up with the Rams, and he does really, really well there. Now, in college, he played football with Carl Weathers from uh, Apollo Creed, so I thought that was pretty cool. And he goes on to play 11 more years, 13 years total, got tons of sacks, a very good player, played in the Super Bowl. And then, of course, he, um, he goes on to become an actor. He was on that show Hunter for a while. Tons of other shows. You saw his face. He also did broadcasting. He um, he was in the booth for a lot of games in the early 80s. Um, and then, you know, he almost got the role of Ted Danson on Cheers. It was between him and Ted Danson. Think how crazy that is. And at the end of the day, he married a Playboy centerfold. So I'm looking at this guy. <laughs> you know, those of you scoring at home, I think it was May of 83. But... He ends up, uh, you know, I mean, to me, a football player, got a ton of sacks, living in L.A., becomes an actor, gets on shows, marries a player. Yeah, like it's, model. it's literally I mean, the best of both worlds. He's a star athlete, and then he gets to live your dream right, of being yes. a famous actor. You know, Fred, bottom line is this. Fred Dreyer did not end up in Mawa, New Jersey. That's how I look at it. So, nope. I wonder if he's so got a podcast. It. I wonder if he does. You know, I, I'll be on his show from downtown Mawa. So, number 89, uh, I'm going to go with Fred Dreyer, even though he played only two years with the Giants. All right. So, now, who so, do you got? I saw some, I did see some Packers on there. So, I'm sure yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely, uh, I'm going to talk <laughs> about Steve Smith Sr. first because you glossed over Steve Smith, but he's one of my favorite football players of all time. He was like 5'7, 
but he played like he was six four. He had, the dude had like ten touchdowns a year, a thousand yards a year for ten Great years. Honestly, borderline Hall of Famer with his numbers. If the receivers weren't so gaudy right now with the receiver totals, right. he would be a sure thing Hall of Famer. But it's a little tougher now. That's but, one lousy. That's one lousy thing to compare the receivers from back then now. It's like, yeah, like it's it's really it, hard it, to. They don't. They don't. They used to throw twenty five times a game. Now they throw and it happened recently 45. too. You know, right. there's guys now that Jamar Chase already has like four thousand receiving yards. He's played twenty right. games, but you get the point. My guy though, it's it's. A guy that played for the Giants, he played for the Raiders, but most importantly, he played for the Packers. And it's a funny story about it because he had a, a solid uh, first contract with Green Bay. And we're talking about James Jones. He gets signed okay. by the Raiders as a free James agent. Jones. It doesn't pan out. He has two years there. He gets cut in his third year. Giants sign him that offseason. He plays about eight games. A bunch of Packers receivers go down. James Jones gets cut by the Giants. Now he has caught like 10 passes in the last two and a half seasons combined over the, over the last, since he's left green Bay. Right. He, he resigns with green Bay in the middle of the year and he has nine touchdowns in eight games down the stretch. So he's just the perfect Packer. Perfect and James Packer. Jones, he's a, on NFL network. Now he's good at uh, analyst. He's a good analyst. So across the board, James Jones is my guy. Okay. All right. James Jones. I don't remember him on the giants. I'm surprised. I remember guys like because that. He so didn't do gonna- shit. He didn't do well, shit. It sounds like he didn't do shit with anybody until the down the stretch there, which is fine. I love those stories. Um, when a guy doesn't do well and he clicks on one. Well, no, he did well in his first contract with Green Bay, and then he played himself into a second deal, which anytime uh, you're key, you, anytime you get signed as a free agent in your second go of it, you had a solid you, run. Anytime you get your second deal in the NFL, you're doing something correct. All right, well, that's it. Fred Fryer, uh, um, James Jones. And uh, that's our show 89 number that we do at the beginning of the show with the number 89 and the jersey number 89 getting involved here. Well, listen, we got to talk about Patreon, Chris. Now, there's a lot of controversy going on with my Patreon, okay? Um, and, and it's linked into the NFL's Jimmy Palumbo stinks list. And the bottom line is we are still at... 15. We upgraded from 14 to 15 when my boy Shecky, Mike Lawler, joined in. However, I have been saying that Kelly at LSU is going to kick ass there, which I knew he would. And they're 9-2, and two, and they're hovering close maybe to getting in this little dance. I don't think they'll get there, but they might. And my boy Daryl Clark, he already is a member, so I can't upgrade it. But he upgraded his Patreon tier by giving a little more love because I've been barking that I think Kelly's going to kick ass at LSU. Now, did I talk about LSU to get the, you know, the dolphin thing with the stinks list? So some people think, those of you scoring at home, that Jimmy Palumbo can be bought, Chris. Now, I thought about it. I realized, wait a minute. Chris is not on my Patreon list. And I've had the Packers on the stinks list. So I started saying to myself, what if the Packers win three or four in a row? I can maybe bait you into See the three dollars a month. The funny thing about your Patreon list is that I also have a Patreon, and it's funny you mentioned that I am not a Patreon member of the Jimmy Palumbo show. As I'm looking through my Patreon members, I'm not sure I noticed the one Jimmy Palumbo's name there. Well, I did well, notice for, several other Palumbos, though. I will add there is yeah, several uh, other yeah. Palumbos because uh, okay because those so you can Palumbo, call you the Patreon okay, liaison. Okay, well, time out. 
<laughs> Eddie Palumbo on that list thought they were supporting me <laughs> in the chop sports genre of helping Jimmy see, Plumbo. See, so I think it's have. very clear, clearly stated on the Patreon. It said uh, in a, an asterisk underneath on the header, it said, this is not supporting the Jimmy Palumbo but that's show. That's what it made said? It clear okay. to okay. everybody. I, so well, they were I all will, fully first aware. First of all, when you talk about Palumbo's and chop sports, someday when they have a huge arena, a hall of fame, for Chop Sports Media. There will be a monument at the very front that'll be covered in pigeon shit, and the kids won't even read it. Only the old-timers look at it and say, hey, Daddy, who's this Jimmy Palumbo guy and Joey Palumbo guy? It'll and be right outside. It'll be like... Uh, It'll be in the rain. Jimmy Palumbo maybe by the parking is? lot. It's right in between. Did you see that sign that says men, and there's other one that says women? It will just put it right in between the restroom in the lobby, main That's vestibule. It. No, so it's know. like right It'll by the shitter. Say, It'll just say Jimmy Palumbo podcast on the chops early years of the chop sports network was most famous for saying that Pollard's better than Ezekiel Elliott. Go look that up on your, uh, on your restream there. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. So Pat Volkmer is going to get a hold of that comment and he's going to be, uh, he's going to be hitting yeah, you up at 4am yeah. LA time. So my, my wonderful Patreon subscribers are at 15. I'm thrilled. And they are. Alex Stetsena, who is a guy from Ramsey, and he was the first one to sign up, and he's considered the Dan Ford of my Patreon list. If you get that joke, please text me, because it's the funniest thing I've said in three years. My sister, Mary Eileen, Mike DeMosi from Colonia, my mom, my cousin Joe, who also supports Chop Sports, Rob Pastor, Kappa Sig from Rutgers, James Kanowitz, my website guy who never calls me back, Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew, John Henry Riccardi, Eric Palumbo, Mike Caprio, second baseman, cornhole owner. Yes, indeed. Frank Palumbo, who is the senior advisor of my Patreon scenario. Daryl Clark coming in at number 13, and he upgrades the tier. Chris, fans at home love to see that. Then you got Greg Casolino, my good buddy from Rut Colonia and Rutgers. And Mike Shecky Lawler coming in at number 15. So we are stuck at Randy Dean, number 15. If you get that joke, please text me at home. I'll tell you, Randy Dean was a quarterback, shitty quarterback for the Giants. Who's <laughs> Anyway, so that's it, my lovely Patreon. I love you so much. And thank you, by the way. I bust balls. Um, and I got to, uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still getting ready to send out some stuff. Maybe I'll send you a nice Christmas card with an autograph. That's what you get out of me. Um, but that's it. Also, don't forget to support my um, uh, Facebook and uh, TikTok and Instagram. I need to increase all of that. Matter of fact, I'll be having discussions with my social social media girl, Sydney, that we need to increase everything across the board. Um, and that's that. Now, I also got to say, we're not doing the wait list, but uh, uh, I had a bad early in the week, Chris. But the last three days, you know what? I've been all right. So we're not going to do the weight thing. I'm just touching on that, you know, um, you know what I mean? A little more pickleball, a little more love in the room. So I'm starting to, you know, just I'm just letting you know that I didn't forget about the weight thing. And I just have to have another reason to talk about Absolute Eyewear. Because, Chris, Absolute Eyewear is the first sponsor of the Jimmy Palumbo Show and also a big sponsor of the Chop Sports Network. And you got to go to Absolute Eyewear if you need glasses. I'm wearing them now. You're blind as a bat. They're at 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937, Eyes. Oh, Eyes. Eyes, that's it. We love that part because no one even does that anymore. Um, go check out Craig and Janine's store. 
They're full opticians. They got everything, prescription eyewear. They, they do everything over there. Um, they have, and I'll do it. You know, I think I'm going to do Jim Gordon. They have Ray Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Chu, looking silhouette, looking, looking. He's got Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. Um, and they have all kinds, and also Charles Oakley, I forgot about. They got discounts. Go in there, mention the show's name. They'll give you a discount. Uh, they're good people. Best thing of all is when you leave there, after you buy something, you don't feel like a jerk off. You feel good about yourself because they're nice people. And um, they're open. They're closed on Tuesdays and Sundays. Now, Chris, why? Excuse me. Wednesdays and Sundays. I was going to correct you. Yeah, I was waiting, but I jumped on it. Why are they closed Wednesdays? That would be softball. Uh, why are they closed Sundays? Obviously, it's football giant day. Yes, I think they should, have been o- they should have been open on Sundays. Yeah. I would have them reopen immediately, if you ask me. Um, we got some stand-up gigs coming up. Jimmy Plumbo will be live from downtown. Avenel, New Jersey at the Avenel Performing Arts Center. Once you're big in Avenel, Chris, I mean, you know, you know, give them hell from Avenel. It's a big show, though. Two nights. Looking forward to seeing all my friends from high school show up. Hopefully they'll show up again. And I'm also doing a show uh, with Ryan Mayer at uh, the Ocean View Restaurant in Seaside Heights on January 14th. I'm hosting there. I've never hosted before. I'll be like the first guy up. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to, um, you know, I got to like warm up the room a little bit, which I don't really do. I just go right into my material. So I might have to have fun with that one. I think also, that might be, I think it might be more in your wheelhouse than you think. It might probably, be. Maybe it may, may be better at it. Who knows? I'm also wearing, for some reason I decided, you know, when your teams lose, you don't feel like wearing the shirts. I'm wearing a nutcracker shirt, which we're going to get into. I'm also wearing my dad's hat. He always wore this hat. Number four, Garrick, big Lou Garrick fan. I don't know. Missed my dad holiday. So I decided to wear his hat doing the show. So I feel like he's part of the show. Um, let's get into some things. Uh, I got to talk about my, um, uh, of course, but I'm giving shout out to Neil Goldhaber who knew that Dan Ford hit the first home <laughs> run in the new Yankee stadium in 1976. I've been laughing about that joke for a hundred years. Anytime someone does something first, I was like, ah, it's a Dan Ford. Um, my cousin John thinks that's funny. So is my cousin Joey, but no one, no one gets that. But of course, Neil Goldhaber getting involved. And I'm sure Neil now will join the Patreon list. Uh, so if you, bottom line is, if you get one of my jokes, you pay for it. That's a good way to do it, right, Chris? But let's talk about my mixed Scarlet Knights. Um, uh, Chris, I'm down on this whole thing, man. I um, They got blown out against Penn State. I, uh, Penn State's better. I get all that. Uh, I'm on this Facebook page we talked a little bit last week. Seems like everybody hates me on there. Like they, they think I'm being too negative. And I'm, all I'm saying is like, we, we just don't do well. <laughs> like I, I like Greg Shiano. He's uh, Greg Shiano is the best. Uh, listen to me. It's very clear. He is the best college football coach in America until kickoff. Uh, and and then when the game ends, I think he's the. I think he's better than Nick Saban. After <laughs> it's those three hours that you play, I just, I don't get, I, 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 you know what, I, 55 to 10, Penn State's better, but we just, we look awful. This rookie quarterback, I was looking for hope from him. He's young, he's 19, doesn't know what he's doing yet, but like, it, there's no hope there, Chris. It's like, ugh, and guys are getting injured now, and we're not going to make a bowl, and I don't know, I, you know, and, and, and we have a dumb fan base. Oh, I'm so upset. 
that Penn State fans are all coming to our stadium. Okay. Well, guess what? It was cold. It was going to be a half a night game. Penn, a lot of Penn, Penn State's four hours away. There's tons of New Jersey people who went to Penn State. We stink. And so they, they bought tickets and went to the game. If I was living in, you know, if I was living in Westfield and I went to Penn State, what game would you go to? You go to the Rutgers I mean, game. there's one simple solution here, and it's, Fill your own stadium with your own fans, and they don't do that. So it's like, what do you want them to play in front of nobody? I would yeah, say it's and, better and, to have some money in the stadium listen, than nothing. This is this is New Jersey, and it's it's not a college town. And if you win, you go. Look at the basketball game. The, the rack used to be cavernous. There was no one there. But guess what, Chris? They won. Then they started playing good against big. Really, there was a time there early in Pikeel thing where we were playing tough against teams way better. And you know what? The jerk-off Jersey fan from Rutgers goes, hey, you know what? We suck, but they play tough. Never happens at Rutgers. Never. Teams we barely beat, like Boston College and Temple, that you think, oh, they're going to be good all year. Boston College stinks. Temple stinks. Then we beat Wagner. Everybody feels good about themselves. And we should have won a But You know what? I'm in that. I'm just in that end-of-year Rutgers lousy feeling, which I've had for years now. I'm tired of it. And now there's NIL. We're worried about players entering the transfer portal. And I get an attitude. I'm like, go ahead, go. You stink anyway. But I'm a fan. I love it. I live and die by it. I'm just a little beaten down with this. I didn't think – I thought we were going to improve as the year went on, and we just never do. Yeah, um, I did not. And, I and, thought uh, Rutgers yeah. – they, they, they are who we thought they were. I thought they were. You know, it's tough in the Big Ten. And Technically, you can, you can argue that they are, they are filling the cupboard with some better players. And and they do very well in the portal, but uh, I don't know. You know what? I just want them to be. I just I don't need them to go nine and three. To, I don't want to. We'll never be that Penn State thing where that's you know Penn State gets gets beat by the two best teams every year. They lose Ohio State, Michigan. They go ten and two, and they go to a decent. How about, bowl. How about two hundred and fifty yards passing in a game? Consistently? Yes. How about how, how, about, how, about, how about you know what? How about this? Rutgers loses fifty one forty three barn burner right. The fans would go nuts. Instead, we usually score first, and Shiano does these defensive schemes where you're like, oh, my God, we got the best defense in the country. And it almost looks like the offensive coordinator in the booth goes, oh, I know what they're doing. I tell the quarterback to take two steps to the left, have the receiver go four feet the other way, he'll score me, and then the other team scores effortlessly the rest of the way. Makes me crazy, but I love them. I'm just – and another thing to tack it on – the Rutgers hoops was three and zero. They played Temple. I hate playing Temple. I would eliminate Temple from our schedule. And I don't want to play them in chess, golf. I feel like Temple. I they're always tough. They have no. They don't have the budget we have. They don't have the fan base really. And um, uh, but Temple's always a pain in the ass in every sport. It seems that way. And it looks like the same five guys on Temple that we played. Uh, you know. Uh, 30 years ago are still on the team. They just look older, bigger, stronger. Uh, and we got smoked by them. But the, Rutgers basketball is going to be fine. But it just was annoying on this weekend that they, they got their ass kicked. Um, so, But I think the hoops will be okay. I got to briefly talk about my Knicks. I know they won a good win last night, but I don't know, man. I know you like Brunson, but to me, Brunson's like, when you're a really good team, he's the third guy. Yeah, he's uh, all right, but he's, he's not. all right. And Randall, like Randall scores a lot. I can see, to me, 
to me, like Randall, it's like Barrett. They're part of the whole Knicks. Like, yeah, they got guys who can score, but everybody, it's like it's it's just nothing, nothing going. You know what? There's nothing going on there. That's what I'm gonna say the Knicks. But I'm a Knicks fan. I'm just not buying in. They're 500. Like being 500 in the NBA. I mean, you know, who who cares? Um, I mean, anyway, it puts the, him in. It puts him in a spot where. If they're close, they could make a move for a guy at the deadline if it makes no, sense and things like Chris, that. But nobody ever, nobody ever, ever does that. Uh, for 10 years, like, oh, we're going to get this guy, and he ends up going No, no, the, the Knicks don't do it, but teams do it all the time. The Knicks can't do it because nobody wants to play in the Garden. They don't, don't want to play there anymore unless you overpay them or, or your dad used to work for them or something like that. It's awful. Anyway, the Yankees sign Rizzo. 99.9% of the Yankee fan base just loves this signing. There is one person, Chris, who does not like this signing. Who do you think that is, Chris? You. Yes, I think he stinks. <laughs> Everybody loves him. He did okay to play up. Now, I lovingly think he stinks. It's like he's like the, the pain in the ass dog you own. That you the dog drives you crazy, but you know, you'll be sad on the day, you know. I know. And the funny thing is though. Two twenty five. Baseball. There's not many first basemen that don't stink. He's 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 right on par with the rest. Right. Trust me. I, I, yeah, what what I, are you gonna I, replace Rizzo with somebody else that stinks? Yeah, it'll be another stinks. And I, I will have fun next year if I'm still doing this podcast. What did Rizzo do this week? And I know I predict he will bat lower than two twenty. He'll go less than two twenty five. Uh, anyway, everybody loves him though. Why? Because he's Italian, the tri state area. Rizzo, Rizzo. That's so Rizzo stinks. Anyway, um, and another thing, the Yankees. I know Judge. Judge is like laughing at the Yankees right now. He's like, like he's just driving pictures of him in San Francisco. The Yankees already made an offer. Like, come on, Yankees, just sign the guy. Just do it. Like, just do it now. What are you waiting for? I know they gave him an offer, but if he doesn't sign it, throw another five million dollars on it. Like, just end this. It's nonsense. Um, and, you know, and, and Judge, you know what? If you're not going to sign with the Yankees, I don't know. This should, I want this done. I hate this storyline. It's like the Giselle Bunchen thing. I don't want to hear about this anymore. Um, just sign him already. Stop it. And if you're not going to sign him, then tell everybody we're not signing him. That's my opinion. It's a story I can't stand, which leads us to another story I can't stand. Now I'm getting that. This is the aggravated part of the show, Chris. My football giants. I'm backstage doing the Nutcracker with my daughter, and I'm trying to figure out a way to watch the game on, on an iPad. I spent $40 getting a season pass to the NFL just to watch the game. Um, <clears throat> look, the Giants are 7-3. and three. That's what their record is. Most of my Giant fan friends know they kind of stink. But NFL, 7-3, 7-3. They won some games. This game was a real stinker. I actually look back at some of the Lions – I don't. The Lions are, um, Lions are interesting. Uh, they're coached by Dan Campbell. You know, uh, a fumble here or there, their record may be a little bit better than four and six. They're, like they're one of those pain in the ass teams. There's always yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota had a walk off touchdown in a game that they trailed the entire game against Detroit. Right, and they would so, be five. They would be a five hundred team right now if that goes the other way. Now the Lions have stunk for. The better part of five years, but last year they were a cover machine. They were 13 four yeah, against yeah. the spread last year. So even when they were getting blown out, they op the back door was always open. They right. never stopped fighting. Yeah. Think about this thought... Lions team though. They they do a lot of things well offensively. Their offensive line is maybe the best in football. So that's yeah, gonna help. Uh, 
they're the, the Lions. If you got to play the Lions the rest of the way, good luck. But I, the Giants just looked, you know, at home and a bad loss. It was windy. It was cold. And nobody, everybody looked aggravated. Um, and now they got to play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you want to know uh, the Giants' remaining schedule is in a row? It's well, I know they played the Cowboys once and the Eagles twice and the Redskins twice. So just in a row, Giants at Cowboys. Then it's Commanders at Giants, Eagles at Giants, Giants at Commanders. Giants at Vikings, Colts at Giants, Giants at Eagles. That's their remaining yeah. schedule. So there's like one. It's the Colts game. Is the like the the one game you're looking at? Like okay, all but right. I could but I could I could I could look at it the other way and say, um, uh, the the Vikings Vikings are like they've been outscored by their opponents this year. So how good are they? they could be a house of cards. Uh, the Eagles may have nothing to play for. I mean, I, we're talking about House of Cards. Vikings and and Giants are in a very similar spot. I I would say so. That's a good right. a good equation. So this gets a, a and, I, and I'm gonna tell you something. The Cowboys coming in hot. Like, I'm sorry if the Cowboys lose to the Giants. Uh, I, I there's two ways to look at the Giants thing, right? Those are some tough. They're games. all injured. They got injuries. The those Cowboys are some are tough games. You know, they have the tougher part of their schedule is down the stretch. They did not really think, they thought looking at their schedule, looking at it in the beginning of the year, that this was probably going to be the, the easy stretch against division games that their division yeah, but, isn't that good. But Philly because twice. Because the NFL, the NFL's not really like that, though. There's no They can control stretch. their own destiny, though. That's the that's, that's the beauty it. of it. So they, they play the teams they need to beat, and they don't hey, look, have to really rely on anybody line else is, but themselves. If the Giants are 7-7 seven and seven with three games to go, they, they could still make the playoffs. And as a fan, I'm happy with that. Um they couldn't run the ball. It was horrible. Uh, you're, I, I'll briefly touch your Packers, man. Oof. Uh, you got to write this year off as a tax write-off. I, I already did. I feel like the uh, the Packers are like, when you ever, you ever go by it, like in Colonia, there's like a, a retail section. And you can't figure out why none of the stores are filled. And you're like, it's because it's just a write-off. It's like, it, it, so the Packers are the where the channel lumber uh, place used to be in Colonia this year of the NFL. There's like eight empty stores. Um, Packers just aren't getting it going. I I don't know. Uh, you know, you you probably know reasons why, and I don't want to bore anybody with that. But the Packers look like shit. But another thing we got to uh, touch upon is, uh, did you see the Jet game, man? We had to like, I tell you, the Jets and Patriots. That's their big rival. If the Giants lost on a punt return, like the like the Giants once did with the Eagles, but like. That's brutal, man. Five seconds ago, you just can't give up a punt for a touchdown. There was know. two clips on that play that they did not call. I like, know, but you know what? One was one sprung the run, so I really think that that should have been called back. But still, man, like That's you can't a bad overlook. Way to lose. The, it's a bad the Jets way to had lose. no business winning that game with the way the offense played. But the defense is there's some bright spots on that defense. There's reasons to be excited about the Jets' defense for sure. Yep, it's just a that's a tough loss for the Jets. Yeah, but Zach and they, Wilson they, and the way he handled the media after the game, yeah, I, I someone needs to tap him on the shoulder and be like, "Bro, this is New York. You're gonna have to figure New that York out." And, it's a, as know, important as playing well. He makes Daniel Jones. He makes Daniel Jones look like Aaron Rodgers. So that's a problem. Um, and yeah, and Derek us, Jeter at the mic, and he makes him look like Derek Jeter on the mic because okay. at least Daniel Jones knows how to do the player speak. Zach Wilson's well, an idiot. Every player to me should be the, like the Derek Treat. Just shut your mouth and make millions of dollars and go home. Um, which brings me to the Jimmy Palumbo NFL stinks list, which is gaining ground by the week. Sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. That's right. My buddy Mike Caprio owns this company. And Chris, if you got a cornhole board in your backyard, you got to level it properly. 
There's a different angle this way, that way. You got to do that. And this little gadget hooks on the hole, and you go back and forth to get it just right. You get two of them in a package for $19.95, 20% off an order. If you put in JP Sports or Chop Sports, and this thing is, you don't want to embarrass yourself, Chris, coming into the, somebody's backyard party and they got a bad boy. You can save a party, Chris. You can run back to your car, come back with the cornhole level and hook it up when the guy's not even looking and say, dude, you had a shitty cornhole situation and I solved the problem. I mean, that's, that's a way to make a friend, Chris. You agree? I mean, yeah, all my friends are just dying to get their cornhole leveled. <laughs> Cornholelevel.com, 1995, 20% off. You put it in JP Sports. Go check it out. This thing is really cool. Great stocking stuffer. Great for the kids. Good evening, everybody. And, of course, Mike Caprio, my second second baseman, is the owner of that, and he'll take care of you. So my stinks list. I think it's an interesting one. Well, I have the Miami Dolphins. Very good. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, pay to play there. Uh, Buffalo Bills I have is just good. I have New England Patriots at average. I put the Jets at average. Brutal loss. I have the Ravens at good. Ravens could approach very good, possibly. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals average. The Browns and Steelers, they both stink. Who are we kidding? I have the Tennessee Titans at very good at 7-3. I have the Colts at average. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Chris, what are they? They stink. They stink. Okay. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at very good. Um, something about this Chief team, though, that... I, you know what? I I don't know what it is. I always feel like I feel like they're gonna lo- they're gonna lose in the playoffs. I don't know why I feel that way. Just something about their game. I mean, that wouldn't be it. Wouldn't be shocking for them to lose. But if you're if you're gonna sit here and be like, there's something about this Chiefs team, and it's like, well, then there's something, there's something about, about every, every team. Every know. single team. You know what? I don't really follow. The they're Chiefs the one. Team. I think the Chiefs are the ones that everyone should be worried about. They're yes. not even peaked yet. Like that's the thinking yet. about this Chiefs team. And they're Mahomes, late. Mahomes is a young. Special. If they're within one score in the fourth quarter, you lose. Right. You're not beating with, them. with with 20 seconds ago. You can lose. Yeah. The Chargers are average. They're five <laughs> and five, uh, and the Raiders and the Broncos, uh, they both stink. Um, I got the Philadelphia Eagles at very good nine and one. Man, nine and one's nine and one, and I had to do it because they smoked the Vikings. I have the Dallas Cowboys at very good. Uh, on one of your early daily show, I took I because I never thought. I always thought Ezekiel it was just okay as a back. I don't know. Everybody like loves this guy. And I'm like, he's all right. He's good. But then this guy Pollard will be blowing by guys. I'm like, why don't they give the ball to him every time? And now it seems like they got them both going. But I think Pollard is a special back. And the Cowboys won big. Uh, the Giants played the Cowboys on. Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate there. Making, you know, oh, the Cowboys put them at very good so I can knock them down on this. Hey, I don't see the week, Giants. And short week. Short week. Short week. The Giants are banged up. It's a bad matchup. If the Cowboys, you know what? If the Cowboys lose to the Giants, they will. They won't get very. They'll win the Super Bowl. Still have them at good. Look, it's it's a with a really good coach losing a bad loss like that at home. It's almost like good. It's like all right, we're gonna go on the road here. Too and many this guys team that hurt. we're going to play just beat the shit out of the number one seed in the NFC or number two seed in the NFC. I think it's a good spot, as any, for the Giants to be in. Unfortunately, they they ought to block Micah Parsons, and I don't know right. if it's going to work out. And their line is hurt. You know, Neil is still out. I'm just trying to find a silver lining here. I don't and see And say, it. like, short week I, helps the underdog, I, I think, all the time. I think the the fact that it's a short week, it helps the team getting the points. Well, look, 
because I, it's usually I, I, a little more sloppy. There's only one practice before yeah, the game. They, they don't, they don't, if, if that, they practice. Bottom line is, I got the Eagles are very good. Cowboys are very good. Giants average and commanders average. Um, NFC North, I had to put the Vikings at good. You get bitch slapped like that. You got to get reduced to good. I got the Lions as average. And the Packers and Bears as stink. Uh, Packers are just a mess. I keep on waiting for the Packers to go on one of those like five-game winning streaks. This doesn't seem to happen. Um, Tamp- they keep waiting. Tampa Bay I have as average. Falcons, Saints, and Panthers stink. Seattle Seahawks, good. 49ers average. Cardinals stink. Rams stink. So I got uh, – I didn't even – you know what? I didn't even add it up. How many stinks do I got? I thought I wrote it down. I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven – Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen stinks. And average, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got ten average. And how many goods? One, two, three, four, four goods. And one, two, three, and five very goods. That's the highest I've ever had. Yeah, so what's, that's what's, it. What's I, going I thought on I wrote it down today, and I didn't. Good? So that's my stinks list. And honestly, I think the, the 49ers are good. I don't know. They might be in the NFC. They might be in the Super Bowl this Let's year. See. I, I, I follow. I look at. I look. I take into a. It's a very complicated algorithm. My stinks list and ESPN is reportedly jumping all over it now. We're on to more important things. Now, I always tell people it's a 33-minute mark. So a lot of people, Jimmy, I don't like sports, so I skip to when I start talking about life shit. So that's okay. But listen, it's a, it's like a Monday morning show here. You know, it's Tuesday afternoon. Um, I was in the Nutcracker this weekend, Chris. I had a very long weekend. So did my daughter. Very long. Long. We had to be there at 9 a.m. on Saturday. We didn't get out of there until 11 or 10, whatever the hell it was. Uh, same thing. We had to load in stuff all weekend long. All the props in this big van, in pe- women's cars. It was like, it was like a, I felt like I was working for Ringling Brothers. Um, but my daughter did awesome. It was really cool. I mean, look, I, everybody knows I adore my daughter. But I actually got to physically dance with her on stage. I don't care if it's just a dance center comp, uh, thing over at uh, Indian Hills High School in Oakland. But I got to dance with my daughter, and then the other one of the shows, she had like a bigger part, so I don't dance with her. And then I got to carry this baby across the stage, which was cute. A couple little cuties, um, uh, little young kids were like four or five years old. They fall asleep during the party scene of the Nutcracker. Um, But I tell you, fun bunch of guys, though. Fun bunch of dads. Uh, There's like seven dads in the show, seven moms. Guy had They gave us a bottle of Tito's with the handle. And then the other guy brought a bottle of Tito's with the handle. And another guy had a half a bottle of Tito's to bring in. And we were in this classroom. And I probably shouldn't say what high school it is, but I already did. So, And then people were coming in. Guy made a little couple of shots. You know what I mean? I poured myself a couple of vodka tonics. (laughs) We were just hanging out backstage, talking about life and what dance is like with the kids and all that stuff. But on the last show... We were in our we were in our dressing room and nobody nobody they, they forgot to come get us for the curtain call. So we get a text saying, Where are you guys? We go running down the hallway. I was late for the curtain call, Chris. But we weren't even like party. We were just casually like, you know, talking football and relaxing. So I missed the curtain call. But the best part was first of all, I mean, loading this stuff in and out was such a pain in the ass. But this is what you do for your kids. 
there's this snow machine. You know, you, you know how they make snow come down. Chris had a played. They take this yeah, PVC. Yeah. They take PVC pipe. They cut like holes in it, and you got to put this fake snow in, and then you have to like with rope on a bar way up top. You have to go like this back and forth, and it trickles it down. Well, there's a guy named Jim, Big Jim. I call him. He's, this guy's a big guy, big construction guy. Dude, he he. You know, to get it going, like, so this poor dancer, this little cute girl's on stage, and he gave it a shift, and this clump of, of fake snow just, like, belted her in there. <laughs> it was like, boom, and he's like, oh, oh, shit, he's trying to get it going. And after that, he was like a master snowman on that. But it, it was the first show, different kids got whacked with a big pile of uh, snow. But it, it's, you never, what a huge pain in the ass that to hang that thing up. Yeah. The other thing a lot is for uh, the <laughs> nutcracker, I would I, I give him credit. The other thing is we were good laughing. dance academy you got there. The main guy, uh yeah, we now he looked cool. It was actually a very cool effect. The main guy who does the ballet, you know, in the scene, he, he's an uh, older guy, you know, a couple years older than uh probably 20, 25 years old. It's so funny watching a ballet guy, man. I don't know how they do it there. Now, some people are gonna be insulted by this. Like the guys, like his, like he got the tights on, man. Like his balls, right? It's like, like it's it's when you're right, you know, when you're in the audience, you know, maybe it doesn't look that bad, but when you're like right there, you're like, hey, this guy, you know, this guy's balls hanging out. It's it's really stupid if you think about. It. But then another dad was telling me years ago. I think this is funny as hell. Some people may not. I think it's funny. The, he the guy puts a little pad over the over his balls, right? So one year. The guy's daughter was really little dancing around him. The guy forgot like the pad. Okay. So he just had like his tights. And he, he goes, I'm in the audience. And I'm like, hey, what the hell's that? Like, guys dancing all around with these kids around. Him. So I go up to him at the half. He's like, hey, you got your pad in there? The guy's like, he goes, the guy's like, no, I forgot it. You know? And this guy was like, no, no, you got to go home. <laughs> you got to go get your pad, dude. <laughs> go get your car right now. Or get a bunch of paper towels in the back. He goes, I got my six-year-old dancing around your balls, bro. Well, he was going on. Now, obviously, he was exaggerating. But I was crying in the back. I'm like, so I was, like, joking around, like, got your pad in? You got your pad in? But it's such a funny thing. Like like I said, I, you know, and, you know, the, my experience on the set of Beer League when the girl was the pitching machine was walking around naked. Some For some reason, when you somebody's bottom part is exposed, you 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 can't stop looking at it. Like I spent half the weekend staring at this guy's ball. So am I okay? Things okay? Are you good? You good? Am Jim? I good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, anyway, we were having a lot of fun with that backstage. Um, which brings me now to my. Uh, I lead right in from ballet balls. Sam Grasso. We're talking balls and ballet. <laughs> from ball breaker to nutcracker here. But listen. It was a great production. The King Center in Wanakew and Mawa did a great job. The girls were awesome. My daughter did a wonderful job. There's some really kick-ass dancers. Um, I, listen, there's a lot of work. I did nothing in the show. I danced a little bit with my daughter. But the girls, some of the older girls, 16, 17, 18 years old, they do some serious dances. It's a lot of work. You see them come off stage huffing and puffing because uh, doing on-point ballet. It's a, You really get to see, like, wow, this is a, this is a bitch. It's a hard thing to do. And they were there three days in a row, 12-hour days. And the uh, audience seemed to like it. My mother my mother was there. My brother was there. Natalie's uh, grandmother was there. Her aunt, everybody was there. 
Um, they got a huge kick out of it. We took pictures. My neighbor brought her little granddaughter. It was really cute to see my neighbor's granddaughter, who's only like four. Natalie was in costume after the show. There's something really cute when you see a little girl looking up at my daughter, who's to me still little, but she's 13. And you see their eyes like, I just saw them on stage. It was like, it's like she was looking at like a superstar, you know what I mean? And uh, it's really cute. And I remember when my daughter was little and, and she saw something like that. She, her eyes were like, these. They, yeah, they think they're a huge star, you know? Uh, so it was really cute. But the girls worked hard. Nancy King, uh, I think she did a great job. Uh, it's a tough show to put on right around the holidays. Everybody's bitching and moaning. Um, and look, I only have one kid. Some guy's got three kids in the show and a son at home, like at soccer practice or something. So that guy's got to run all over the place, make sure he sees the shows. It's tough. And the mom's backstage. You don't even see what they do. They're doing a lot of stuff. There's food all over the place. Girls coming in and out, trying to stay hydrated. But speaking of hydration, Chris, sponsored by www.chasingmiracles.com. That's right. You got to give you got to give uh, Donna Kelly a call and chat um, about her. These are hydration water packs. Okay, they deliver like seventy trace minerals into your water for for increased strength, stamina, overall good health. It's great for workouts, athletes. It's the best thing for hydration you could possibly do when you're drinking water. Now, she sent you them. Did you get them? I got, yeah, I did get the pack. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll give you uh, next week. We'll discuss it. Well, I, I got you. it. I got it yesterday in the middle. Okay. It was Monday. So well, I guess next it, week. Yeah. I've been, I've been using them. Uh, and I feel hydrated. <laughs> I, uh, but he, she's got a link on there. If you go to chasingmiracles.com, there's tons of information about it. It's so easy. They come in a pack, they look like little. Little like mini tea bags, you drop it in your water. You and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna have Ashley try it because it's not that I, like with with that type of stuff. I don't know. I already feel like such shit that what what's a little bit of mineral water. I won't know. She'll be like, oh, this stuff is good. She'll be able to tell me. All she's right, in, she's finely tuned Listen, right now. I'm not. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool stuff. And they'll if you plus you I don't drink water. I just suffer through. You know. Well, look. The bottom line is this: you could put. I think you could put it. I. I actually, you can put it in a couple. I think you can put it any kind of. Um, it was beverage. cool because I was. I don't know if you can put it on. I, I was reading the 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 write up on it, and it was talking about extra uses for it. When you're dumb in your water, like don't throw it away. You could make a bath. You could do a bunch of other stuff with it. You could. Right. It's it's a uh, it's grind a it up concept. and put it in your in your plants in your garden and things like that, and it makes the vegetables grow better. So it's check it out chasingmiracles.com. Give them a call. Um, they're really cool and it's all information on there and, you know, uh, about getting more minerals into your system very easily. Um, and, uh, you go from there. So that's my sponsor chasing miracles. Go to all, all your sponsors. Like I would have, would be able to see, right. You that's could see you'd be hydrated and I would be hydrated and nice and healthy. I'd probably have less of the kidney stone issue that I'm dealing with. I guarantee yeah. you there's something in there that blasts yeah. stones. Do you know what? I, I think I have the perfect sponsors. You're right. I didn't even think of it. Chris, you just, you just opened my doors here. Number one, you can see better. Then you can get hydrated better, right? You can make sure that your cornhole board is, is level, which is critical. Right? And then life. you could also go get hammered. And you go get hammered at the well, pine that's a, that bar comes first. It's like you go get hammered. You got to you got to be able to see to do any of this, first of all. Right. right. But then you could go get hammered. And then the next morning you pop in one of those hydration packs. You go to the pine tar tavern, get drunk. Right. That's it. I think I have the perfect alignment of sponsors <laughs> and, uh, 
It's funny. We just created a bit that, we'll, that you know that we're going to do that every week. Um, but anyway, also, um, let's see. I'm going to have some fun here. I started playing pickleball again, obviously. I played indoors the other night. And um, so there were these two guys who looked like they were 25. I'm guessing they either wrestled or played football. Young guys. And I, they kind of like, when they got, they got on the court, I could tell they kind of sucked, right? But I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, these guys are athletes. Like they, they you could tell they were like, like. And I'm like, so one one of the guys, uh, Snickers, like, ah, oh, I gotta go play with those beginners. I'm like, um, it's eight o'clock. You better play them at eight o'clock because it goes from eight to ten, and I will guarantee you, from nine fifteen to ten, they're gonna be better than everybody here. So I I got out of the courts with them early, and I played with the one guy. I gave him a few tips, but I whispered, I'm like, dude. He's like, dude, I've only been playing two weeks. I'm like, I know. But you, in the next hour, you're going to increase. Like, you're going to be like Lawrence Taylor in an hour. And so my buddy, who was snickering, he ends up on a court with them. And they, the two guys were playing together. They lost. They, 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 the, the kids lost. But it was like 11-9. And they were like, they were smacking the ball over the place. So I told the guys, listen, in a month from now, you won't want to play here because you'll be too good. That's how easy pickleball is. I've been saying it from day one. There's some technique, but if you're young, you can beat the old timers. We're too fat and slow. Who are we kidding? Um, but I want to talk, Chris, um, about some television shows. Now, I know, um, I know you haven't watched. You haven't been watching them all. You've been busy over there, chop. But there's this show, White Lotus. I, for the life of me, I don't know why I like this show. It's the oddest show I've ever seen. On it's just odd. Um, but there's an actress. Yeah, you were like, do yourself a favor and Google it real quick. And I Googled it and I was like, wow, that did. I'm more confused now than when I was when I, I knew nothing about the no, show. I tell whatsoever. you what, I can't. If someone said to me, what's the show's about? I'm like, uh, watch it. Even the name. It, it, the, the name, it, it, it's weird, but there's a chick on this show. Her name, I had to look her up. She, play, she plays a prostitute on the show, uh, but she's like a funny prostitute, which is odd. Her name is Simona Tabasco. Dude, this girl, you do not want to get in single coverage against this girl. I'm telling you right now. If she lines up on the outside and you're a cornerback, you take that three steps back a little bit. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to give up a bunch of first downs against this girl. Um, she is just uh, uh, completely lights out. Um, she, she's one of those guys. She has to become a star after this. I don't know who's watching this show, but. And it's an odd, you don't know where it's going. They tease in the beginning of the show that someone's going to die. You don't know who it is. Um, it's just odd. I love it. And there's Aubrey Plaza, her character. She's been on a bunch of things. You don't know what, you don't know what, you don't know if these characters are going to get killed, be the killer, not the killer, just go home. It is the oddest thing. I don't know. For some reason, I like it, but I can see how people must hate this show. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. I find it cool as hell. Um, but I'm also watching Tulsa because my good buddy Dominic Lombardozzi, who's been on the show, is a cool part of this place and one of the mob bosses. Um, I love it. I think Stallone's cool in it. Uh, I have one issue with it. I have a couple issues with it, really. This whole uh, Italian out of fish out of water thing, you know, taking an Italian guy and put him in, put him, I feel like that's been beaten to death. I think there was a Steve Martin movie. This, there's been like eight movies and TV shows where you take the take the guinea mobster and put him in like with white like, people, like a rural area, right? And um, I feel like that's been done. Also, the old guy thing, uh, you know, all these iPhones. We used to, you know, dial. 
again, get off my lawn kind of thing, which I do on the show every week. I feel like that's been done a little bit, but, and I was like, ah, oh, enough with this. Like, but now the plot's kicking in. And do I'm know, like, this- you know how I feel about a lot of these shows and, and it's kind of touching on the point that you're making. It's, do you know how like there's, there's a, like boxes that you check in certain cheesy horror movies. I feel right. like there's that very similar thing that's happening now with mafia movies and shows where they have these cheesy boxes that you got to check. You got to, you got to check right. it. And you then when you do that, have, it kind of takes away from the You got to have a scene where the guy talks about food, kind of getting a ghoul. I'm so sorry. To, uh, I, I can't stand scenes in these mob kind of things where the guy goes up to a like a buffet and it's all like regular food and he gives the look like, don't you have any gabagool or provolone? Like that guy, that's been done. But I will tell you this, the way they're setting up the plot and these, these um, some of these Netflix, Amazon, you know, these streaming shows, the plot is starting to get involved now. And I'm like, I'm going to end up really, really loving this show. Uh, the acting, of course, is great. Tom's great in it. He's got a wig. And I think once they get into the plot of it, the thick of it, once they set up who these characters are, which you have to do first two episodes, you got to get that done. Um, I think the plot's going to start zipping along. Um, and it's one of those, to me, it's must-see TV for now, which brings me to Yellowstone. Now, I treat these shows like a sporting event. So when I'm watching Yellowstone, I'm thinking, uh-oh, this is, the, the Yellowstone's starting to look like the Giants now. Like, it's just, have they jumped the shark? You know, I'm just like, what's going on here? Um, I'm uh, so I was so sick of Beth being like a total kick, even though best character on television. But after like you know 30 episodes of her being a badass, something's got to give, you know. But something happened at the end of the last episode, which I won't say. That you go, uh oh, maybe she uh, her armor got knocked off. So we'll see. But I get this way with shows, you know. Um, you just get like like you're what it's, it's like being. You're a fan of it, so you want to critique it and love it and like it. That's that's why you, you know, they sucker me in every week to watch it. Um, which brings me to Pine Tar Bar and Grill, Christopher. 121 South Main Street, Forked River, 609-489-4286. Go check out this place. Awesome. I'm telling you, this place is an awesome sports bar. Go there. It's 5,000 televisions. you got all the games on, soccer, bands playing, really good food. Guy's Italian who owns it, my buddy Tommy. It's good stuff. Pintarbargrill.com. Go check it out. You'll love it. Um, I also worked last week as an actor, a thespian, besides the Nutcracker, who I did fine work. Uh, I worked on a web series called uh, Checked Out. It's not available yet. I'll let everybody know what it is. The director was this guy, Tom Baldinger, which I'm starting to work with now on some very interesting projects related to softball what a lousy tease that was um but i got to yeah, work with I mean, mike like Sa- last week you basically let the cat out of the bag no anyway. i didn't no the cat's very much in the bag but we have a big production meeting tonight but i worked on this short it's called checked out the two leads are mike satow and uh, mark riccadona who i know is a comedian i've known him for a while two funny guys and i play uncle bill it takes place in a uh, convenience store and we play like three guys who own it um and uh, it was cool because I started adding. They let me add lines. I was being a real jerk. All my characters just a jerk. And I love that kind of thing. It was cool. Shot that in Somerville, New Jersey, which is a nice town. Um, we were in the not nice section of Somerville. But uh, very interesting uh, store we shot in. So if you ever get to Somerville, I'll find out what the name of the store is. It's very interesting convenience store, smoke shop, divided by lottery store, divided by... 
you can buy diapers there. It's a very odd, odd thing. So um, it's like a bodega, but in New Jersey. In New Jersey, but it was a different kind of a bodega. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. It, it was, was like cool. a dispensary and a bodega. You can buy those like flavored vanilla cream cigars there. You know, like, I don't know. But you can also get like a, a jar of peanut butter and like Lucky Charms. Um, it was a great time though. Tom Baldinger, um, now is becoming a friend of mine who uh, directed it. Really good job. Great crew. Six twenty four productions. There's a shout out. And you know, it's so funny this time of year. Uh, I'm glad I, uh, I, I'm over the years. I always seem to book something around the holidays, uh, but it gets right around now. It gets shitty for actors. If you're working on a show, it's cool. They sometimes let you home for the Thanksgiving and sometimes you work right up until uh, Christmas Eve, but um, like no new productions are going on. Auditions are hard to come by. Uh, and it makes it like something like as an actor on the show, I try to sometimes let, Peer behind uh, behind the curtain of being an actor, it's like sucks because like everything's winding down and it's the holidays. There's not as much work, and you know you're trying to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you know things are getting tight with money and stuff like that. It's just one of those things been going on for. I've been doing this for 33 years. It's the same shit every year. I always felt it even worse for LA. I just couldn't wait to get home. Um, why, if you're from New Jersey, you can't possibly. Um, spend christmas in thanksgiving or christmas in uh, la it just doesn't work but it's it's like i don't know i get uh, i'm not depressed that's the wrong word I, it, I, it's a bluesy time of year for actors then you get all fired up in the new year i will be getting headshots soon uh the guy who took the photographs for the nutcracker this guy's i looked up his work i was like oh shit this guy's a badass and i really liked him so i'll be getting new headshots new year 2023 but then in January, things die. It's, it's the start of the year. It's dead. Budgets are just getting put together, and things don't pick up till like February fifteenth. Um, so this to me is like the bad eight weeks. This is like this is when you got to go like at Eagles, at Cowboys, at Kansas City. You know what I mean? Uh, you get one game, like an easy game, like you know, home against the Packers. Uh, that was a cheap shot, Chris. I didn't mean that. Bro, um, it's really just like the Giants' schedule right now. It's, like <laughs> it's the Giants. so the Giants' schedule is mimicking my acting career. But, uh, you know, but some people, you know, there's a whole thing. People really get bummed out. Are, are you a bummed out during a holiday guy? Like, um, some people when get I was really, a kid, Christmas was obviously much better. Now there's, there's, I guess it depends on the time of my life. As over the last couple of years, I, I'm just so not in touch with anything. And I know that it sounds bad, but it's like, I don't get bummed out. But New Year's typically bums me out. Like the holidays, it's whatever. Christmas Eve is much better than Christmas. Christmas Day, I think, is, if anything, is a little bit depressing when it's all said and done and it's over. And then you're looking at it, it's like football season's over. At this point in my life, the Packers suck. So that makes it – usually I at least have that going for me. And uh, But New Year's, I like to look at, like, Labor Day more so as New Year's for me. Like, the fresh start is when I used to go back to school right. as a kid. And then yeah, September yeah, yeah, yeah. rolls around. That, to me, is a more <laughs> – like, let me start fixing myself now and get ahead of the New Year's Eve thing. Right, right. And then well, I, it's usually by New Year's season. Eve, the reason why I'm so depressed is because I had already decided to fix my life in September, and then I'm here I am on New Year's, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I didn't do a goddamn thing yet, so I guess I could retry this whole New Year's resolution. So listen, thing. maybe Absolute Eyewear could sponsor uh, your life just the way they sponsor my weight loss. It's the same thing. I, you know, but it, I, might, it might be a good thing to start off the New Year being able to see. You know, I, uh, yes, you need, you need, could be a you need thing. Could be a thing. Um, I really have to do that. But no, I, I remember when I used to, I always went back, I usually left um, 
I came back to LA um, and uh, in January, and I was usually full of uh, piss and vinegar. I, I when I went back to LA, I was very aggressive in LA. Did more stand up. I was doing this. I uh, started to get in shape and going to the gym. I, I, I was into like showbiz. I got my resume tightened up. I usually got new headshots, and I usually come in. Uh, and I do the same thing like in September as well. The change of season, um, I like that. It gives you like a, a jump start. But there's something sometimes. I guess it depends who your uh, your personal I mean, look, life. It gets, it gets dark at four thirty. You know, like, yeah. there's a lot of reasons for it. You know, you don't really get good sunlight. You're not out during the day. You're not getting to play. Like if you go play something, you have an hour on the court. It's not like you just have this open court outside where you could go play all day if you'd right. like. There's a lot of things that change when the when the winter comes around, and there's no baseball every night. You got to watch the Knicks. Now right. the, the Yankees at least give you a little more hope than the Knicks do. Um, there's a lot of aspects of it that I I think. Well, you get you get like um, I don't know. Um, I mean, I remember Christmas Day when the Knicks were good. That was always fun. But the Knicks haven't been good in 20 years, so <laughs> that's a. And I I watch these other teams. I don't know. I know like three players that play basketball on uh, Christmas. Hey, Eve. if the Giants go on a nice little run right here, they could they could change oh, a lot of all, things. I'll down be the all stretch. fired up for me. Yes, yeah. indeed. Usually the Rucker season's winding down, and that's always depressing. Um, but uh, yeah, I know this holiday. Some people really. Someone was telling me that like suicides are up and stuff, and I'm you know so I'm not I'm not at that point. But I guess with the holidays, the pressure of it and getting gifts. And I remember I always feel guilty. I want I always want to get my nephews. Uh, I always tried to, when I was younger, my nephews were younger. Even if I was broke, I would just pull out a credit card. I felt that just because their uncle Jimmy's broke, that doesn't mean that my nephews can't get a shitty toy from their uncle Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like January through like the first month, first week of February, you're like, God damn it. I should have just. What is you know, this the toy card bill comes yeah. in? What is this hundred ninety dollars from Toys R Us? You know what I mean? But you're like, ah, for the kids, do it for the kids. But um, uh, but my, I think that's the main this. thing. You just have to accept the fact that your life sucks, right? <laughs> and that you know what? If my life is gonna suck, I'm cool with that. I don't want anyone else's life that I care about to right. suck. So you just make the sacrifice and deal with it like a grown up. Yep, yeah, growing up, you sl- you know what you do? You slap a smile on your face and plow through this shit one more time. <laughs> That's what you do. Now, but it's just a weird thing um, uh, about the holiday blues I always wanted to touch upon. But some people love the holidays. It, it, it inspires them. They get they get bummed out in January. When Look, I think, I think also without that aspect of it in the spectrum of being able to have some things that make you reflect, and that's why the holidays are what they are. So it's like you don't get to appreciate anything if you don't have shitty times too. So it does work that's that it. way. You know, it's good life. times, bad times. That's how it goes now, but everything's okay. My life's all right. I have a lot to be thankful for Thanksgiving. Um, I'll be spending time with my family down at my brother's house in Seager. Where are you going? I'll go up North to my sister's house. I'm almost positive at this point. Like, like I said, I'm so out of tune. It doesn't matter. I know I'm going to be at a dinner table with something so that my mom made so are for you the like, entire are family you, and wherever they're telling me I'm going, that's where I'm going. Are you, uh, are you like, uh, it's like fantasy Thanksgiving. Like you're just, someone's just going to pick Chris up at a cheap, a cheap price to come in. You're not signed yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, no, it's, it's, I just, I don't get involved in the whereabouts and the who's you know what? and what's it's just, you I'm, know what? I'll be there. You tell me where I'm going. Just let me know by Wednesday. 
I'm, I'm 57. Good. I haven't made a decision on regarding Thanksgiving my whole life. So right. So like, who are we talking about? Here? I go, I'm, I'm, I'm going like, with the flow, bro. I'm go like with a, the flow. What do I need to bring? Uh, I need like a GPS deal. for Thanksgiving. I just turn it on. Where do I got to go? Enter, enter the address. I show up, show up with a bottle of wine and we're good. First down New York. Uh, anyway, listen, happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody, to all my wonderful fans and my Patreons. And uh, I love it. And thank you, Daryl, for upping your tier. Love that. And um, listen, bottom line is I'll be back next week. Uh, with show number 90. Come on now. That's a that's a kind of a milestone, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, up. we're we're almost there. We got we got 10 more to go. We got 10, 10 more to go. And maybe that'll do it. That'll do it here from the Omni. I haven't done the Omni in a long time. But maybe I'll do show number 90 from the Omni in Atlanta. Uh, anyway. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you next week with a very special guest. I'll see you, everybody. Have a good one. All right. We'll see you. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?